Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So far in the seerah, the biography of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, through the tafsir of the Quran, we've reached Hijrah al-Muhajireen, the Hijrah of the migrators from Mecca to Medina from the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when we looked at the Hijrah of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Medina, it was followed by what? the different ways that the kuffar or mushikeen of the Quraysh employed in stopping them making that migration. And there were four different ways. The first was what? To separate a man from his wife and his child. The second was what? Rendition. The fourth or the third was what? Imprisonment. Because the first thing they did, they'll separate a man from his wife and his child. If you made it there, they'll rendition you and then do what? Imprison you. And the last was what? To seize their assets. Now we said, despite all of this, everybody went. The only ones that remained were the weak and the Prophet and Ali and Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhum. These are the only people that remained. And then last week, we spoke about the hospitality, the generosity, the brotherhood. Those that left, the Muhajireen, received at the, the hands of the wood, the helpers, the Ansar. So we spoke about the first Islamic cooperative society. We spoke about how they chose a leader from amongst themselves. We spoke about the strategic reasons why the Prophet wasallam, he chose Medina and the excellences of Medina. Now the first thing we're supposed to mention was what? The houses that hosted these companions of the Prophet Because he didn't host them for one day, two days, months, or whenever they needed to stay there for, however long they needed to stay there for. And we're supposed to mention these houses last week, but at the end of the class, during the question and answers, I don't know if everybody was here, we mentioned these houses at the end of the class, but I don't think it's also on the recording. So for the benefits of the brothers that left early last week, we're going to mention those houses again. And the Sahaba, the companions that they hosted. Number two, after that, now we're going to go back to the tafsir of the Quran. We're going to look at the next sets of verses or surah that was revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the way this class is, we go in order, not the order of the Quran, but order of what? Revelation. And from now on, inshallah ta'ala, so we could finish the whole of this book, inshallah. When we look at the orders of revelation, we're going to go through every single surah in the order they revealed. But the only surah we're going to pause on is those that have asbab, a reason or a cause behind it. Because not every single ayah has a cause or reason behind it. Ibtida'a min Allah, just from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some surah, there's a cause or some verses, a reason behind it. For example, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ There's a reason behind this. And what is the reason? The mushikeen came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Ya Muhammad, you keep talking about this God, this Lord. Sifa lana rabbak. Describe your Lord to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ Say to them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, أَحَد and there's some chapters of the Quran, it just came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Amran, as an order from Allah azza wa jal. There was no asbab. So what we're going to go through is those that have asbab al-nuzul in detail. But we'll still mention the surahs in order. So the first thing before we begin today's class, inshallah ta'ala, are those houses which the muhajireen, they landed in, inshallah ta'ala. All in order, eight of them, eight of them. And these, they deserve a mention. And our children and ourselves, we should know these names and these people. The first is Dar Khubayb ibn Isaf Akhi ibn Harith min al-Khazraj. Al the first is the house of Khubayb, the brother of al-Harith from the tribe of Khazraj, from the Ansar. And who did he host? 
he hosted and landed in his house from the Muhajireen, the people of Mecca, was Talha ibn Ubaidillah ibn Uthman. Who's Talha ibn Ubaidillah for the young children? Who's Talha ibn Ubaidillah? Because many of our children today, they know football stars, they know Aquaman, they know Superman, they know the Avengers, they know the end game. But how many of you know Talha ibn Ubaidillah? Because all those just unreal things, fantasies, but these are the real heroes. Talha ibn Ubaidillah, homework. And also landed there was his mother. So we said the Sahab when they go to the answer the Ansar, it's not that you just go by yourself. Talha ibn Ubaidillah, he landed there. And also with his mother. And also Suhaib ibn Sinan. So how many do you have here? Talha ibn Ubaidillah, ibn Uthman. His mother and another Sahabi, Suhaib ibn Sinan. The second house is Dar As'ad ibn Zurarah from Bani Najjar. Who's As'ad ibn Zurarah? From the chieftains of Medina. Naam, from the chiefs of Medina that became a Muslim. And the people that landed in this house was Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib. Subhanallah. Imagine the reward for As'ad. Who's Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib? Who is he? Naam. Jazakallah khairan. He's the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and also the brother through breastfeeding of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And what is the status of Hamza radiallahu an in this ummah? Huh? The leader or the top of the wood, the shuhada, the martyrs. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he loved Hamza dearly. Dearly. So the one that killed Hamza, who's the one that killed Hamza? Al-Wahshi. Yes? He loved him so dearly that when Wahshi later on became a Muslim, he said, you're forgiven, but do your best to stay out of my sight. Because he reminded him of killing Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The third house, Afwan, the first house, we've mentioned Dar Khubayb, Dar As'ad. The third house, Dar Mubashir ibn Abdul Mundir. Dar, the house of Mubashir ibn Abdul Mundir. And this was in a place, Quba, which is in Medina. The people that arrived there were Mujmu'ah. He hosted a group, Nisa'an, so many women. Nisa'an wa rijalan. Men and women. A group of them in his house. And from amongst them was Umar ibn al-Khattab. Umar ibn al-Khattab, he landed in the house of Mubashir ibn Abdul Mundir in Quba. And so did many men and women. And when Umar landed in his house, Umar did not come alone. He brought the whole crew with him. Umar He brought his whole family with him. He brought his tribe with him. His family means wife and children. And also his daughter, Hafsa. Who is Hafsa? The daughter of Umar. Jayyid. And she also is what? The mother of the believers. Because later on she married the Prophet. He came with Hafsa. And not just Hafsa. Hafsa and who? And the husband of Hafsa. So imagine somebody landing in your house. He comes, wife, children, tribe, daughter, son-in-law, everybody in your house. They landed there. So it came with Hafsa and Ayash ibn Abi Rabi'a. We know Ayash, right? We mentioned the story that was renditioned back to Mecca. So when he eventually made it to Medina, he also landed in this house. The fourth house is Dar Sa'ad ibn Khaythama. Sa'ad ibn, uh, ibn Khaythama. Uh, and this house was known as Baytul Uzzab, the house of the bachelors. 
Any bachelor that was coming from Mecca, they landed in this house. Baytul Uzzab. The fifth, Dar Abdullah ibn Salamah. Dar Abdullah ibn Salamah. And the people that landed in this house or settled in this house from the Muhajirin was Ubaidullah ibn Harith and his mother also. Number one, him, his mother. Mistah ibn Athatha. Mistah ibn Athatha. Also, Tufail ibn Harith. Also, Tulayb ibn Umair. Also, Hussein ibn Harith. All of these people descended or were hosted by Abdullah ibn Salamah. The sixth, Dar Bani Jahjabi. It's a compound. And the person that hosted them was a Sahabi from the Ansar called Mundir ibn Muhammad. Mundir ibn Muhammad. And the people that descended there were Zubair ibn Awam. Who is Zubair ibn Awam? Men Abtalil Ummah, from the heroes of this Ummah, Zubair ibn Awam, that he would strike a man with his sword in a battle, half of the man would disappear, he split him in two. And what was, the, what was the name of the wife of Zubair ibn Awam? He landed there with his wife. We mentioned this last week. Asma. And who's Asma? The daughter of Abu Bakr. So he landed there with his wife, Zubair ibn Awam. And also Abu Sabarah ibn Abi Ruhm landed there with his wife. Also Ummul Kuthum bin Tusuhail. The seventh is Dar Bani Abdul Ashhal, the compound of the Ashhal. And the host was Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh ibn Nu'man from the tribe of Abdul Ashhal. The person that landed here was Mus'ab ibn Umair. Mus'ab, where's Mus'ab? He's not here today. Tayyib. Mus'ab ibn Umair. And he landed there with his wife. So we joked to Mus'ab last week that if he was looking for a wife, he should look for a wife with this name. What was the name of the wife of Mus'ab? Maybe his brothers will help him. Huh? Jazakallah khairan. I didn't think anyone remembered that. Barakallah feek. Subhanallah. And today's khutbah was actually about the shabab and the older people. How do younger people, they tend to remember things more. They have a better opportunity with this month of Ramadan. The energy they have. But he said, subhanallah, yet you find when it comes to ibadah, when it comes to recitation of the Quran, you find the elders more in that than the young people. As educated as they are, as how much technology that they are. So he mentioned the story of an imam, which you consider to be ummi, illiterate. An imam was illiterate. And in Ramadan, he fell ill. Jayid, he fell ill in Ramadan. So they went to visit him, give him some advice, and they went with the shabab. He said, this imam, in today's khutbah, he said, the imam, they're advising him, you know, what you could do, finish the Qur'an. This imam was extremely sick. And he was illiterate, but he memorized the Qur'an by heart. They said, it was in the 12th of Ramadan, they visited him. During the 12th of Ramadan, he's already completed the Qur'an four times. Four times. During the 12th of Ramadan. Tayyib, Hamna was the name of the wife of Mus'ab, Jayid. And was Zawjatuhu Hamna, Bintu Jahsh. And the eighth and the last house is the house of Bani Najjar, or the compound of Bani Najjar. And the host was Aus ibn Thabit ibn Mundir. The host was Aus ibn Thabit ibn Mundir. 
And the people that landed in this house was Uthman ibn Affan. And this one, I don't want anyone not to tell me they don't know this one. Uthman bin Affan. And what was the name of his wife? Ruqayya. What was Ruqayya? Naam, the daughter of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So these were the houses. Tayyib. Now the surah. What we're going to go back to? Tafsir of the Quran. The last thing we looked at that had a sabab al-nuzul, a cause or reason or revelation was surah to al-duha. Jayyid, that's the last thing we looked at. And we said the sabab al-nuzul or the cause of revelation of surah al-duha was what? Ya Abdullah. This is revision now. You should be smashing this. The brother like, MashaAllah, I wish I'd been coming to the class every week so I could be like Abdullah. What was the cause of reason or reason behind the revelation of Surah Al-Duha? Uh-huh. Luqman. Naam. Amul Huzun, the year of sorrow of the Prophet Yes. That was the year in which what? The uncle of the Prophet he died, Abu Talib, Khadija radiallahu anha. And also, Abu Lahab, his wife, used to follow the Prophet ﷺ around because revelation had stopped. So she used to say to him, Qad shaytanuka. Your shaytan has abandoned you, meaning your Lord has abandoned you. So Allah Ta'ala said, ma wadda'aka rabbuka wa ma qala. So this was sababu al-nuzul. That's the last thing we looked at, that sababu al-nuzul. Allah Ta'ala said, wadduha. He swears by the phone, wal layli idha saja. So anytime Allah swears, there's an answer. And what's the answer here? مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ مَا قَلَى Your Lord has not abandoned you or forsaken you. وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Your Lord is soon going to give you something tarda that will make you pleased. So the next surah that we have a reason for, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that which is going to please the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So immediately after surah al-duha, we went back to the seerah. What did we go to in the seerah? What happened after this? Amul Huzn? Isra wal Mi'raj. Isra wal Mi'raj. So the next surah we should be looking at, it will have that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he was pleased with. So after Surah Al-Duha came Surah Al-Sharh. There was no sabab al-Nuzul. After Surah Al-Sharh, the 13th, so Duha was 11th. Sharh, 12th. Asr, 13th. No sabab al-Nuzul. The 14th surah that came out was Wal-Adiyati Dabha, Surah Al-Adiyat. No sabab al-Nuzul. The 15th we're going to look at in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show us that which he gave the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After Aam al-Huzn, the next surah, the 15th set of surah to come down was Surah Al-Kawthar. Surah Al-Kawthar. Al-Kawthar comes from the Arabic word which means many. What do you, how do you say many in Arabic? Kathirun. But Al-Kawthar is abundantly many. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna a'tayna kal-Kawthar, it's different to we're giving you much. Kal-Kawthar is more. We're giving you in abundance. Al-Kawthar. So the next surah we're going to be looking at is Surah Al-Kawthar. Sheikh Muqbil, Al-Wadi'i, rahimahullahu ta'ala, has a book called As-Sahih Al-Musnad, Min Asbab Al-Nuzul. That which has been authentically reported for the causes of revelation. But it's in the order of the Qur'an, but not in the order of what? Revelation. 
So we have to use two books. There's a book about order of revelation and a book about the causes of revelation. So this book, Shaykh Muqbi rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions a hadith, and there are many a hadith to sababun nuzul, the causes of revelation of Surah Al-Kawthar. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna, inna is a tawkeed, a surety. Inna verily a'tainaka kal-kawthar. We're giving you al-kawthar. The ahadith that has been revealed or mentioned concerning the revelation or the meaning of al-kawthar, there are many. Many ahadith concerning al-kawthar. So Allah said, inna a'tainaka al-kawthar. Ma huwa al-kawthar? What is al-kawthar? We have many female girls called Al-Kawthar. It's a name. What is Al-Kawthar? Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala, reports from the hadith of Shaiban ibn Abdul Rahman on the authority of Qatada, on the authority of Anas ibn Malik. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to show how this is related to what? وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى إِسْرَوْ مِعْرَاجِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَمَّا عَرَجَ النَّبِيَّ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam إِلَى السَّمَاءِ When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was taken to the heavens. Al-Mi'raj. He said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal, ataytu ala nahrin. Subhanallah. Haffatahu min qibabi lu'lu'i al-mujawwaf. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when I was taken to the heavens, I came across a river. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, this river, the banks of this river was made from uh, domes of hollow pearls. Can you imagine a river like this, subhanAllah? That the banks of the river are hollow pearls. The Prophet sallallahu he said, so I said, قُلْتُ مَا هَذَا يَا جِبْرِيلُ What is this, O Jibreel? The Prophet sallallahu said, Jibreel said to him, هَذَا الْكَوْثَر So therefore, Kawthar is a nahr, is a river in where? In Jannah. In another hadith, in Ruwa'a Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that when you speak Isra'u Mi'raj, Madha Jibreel alayhi salam bin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi sama'a. He said the Prophet sallallahu was taken by Jibreel, or passed by Jibreel when the Prophet sallallahu was in the heaven. Fa'idha huwa bin nahrin, and the Prophet sallallahu was another river. There are many rivers in Jannah. So at this river, he said, this river alayhi qasrun min lu'lu'ah. This river had a qasr. A qasr is a palace. A palace made of pearls. And he said, also, wa zabarjad. Zabarjad is peridot. Precious green gems. So the Prophet sallallahu yadahu. He said he hit it with his hand. These precious gems. Fa'idha. In Arabic, when they say fa'idha, it's a shock or surprise. Fa'idha. Idha is when, but what? Fa'idha means all of a sudden. Fa'idha huwa miskun adfar. When he hit it with his hand, all of a sudden, what emanated from it was miskul adfar, the most beautiful smell of musk you could ever imagine. By kawthar. Qal, then Jibreel said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, the Prophet asked Jibreel, Ya Jibreel, O Jibreel, ma hadha ya Jibreel? So he said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hadha huwa al-kawthar, alladhi khabba'a laka rabbuka, that your Lord has kept for you. This is al-kawthar, that you've reached. In a hadith, in the Muslim, Ahmed rahimahullah ta'ala, the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, he said once, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aghfa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
that the Prophet وسلم, was taken by a light sleep. And then when he woke up, he woke up smiling. It's either he said to them, or they asked him, Why are you laughing? The Prophet وسلم, he said to them, that a surah has just been revealed to me. And this surah, the Prophet then read, We've given you al-kawthar until you completed it. And then the Prophet asked the Sahaba, Do you know what kawthar is? They said, Allah wa Rasuluhu a'lam. And now his messenger knows best. The Prophet said, it's a nahar which my Lord, a river my Lord has given to me. He said in Jannah, That's why I spoke Kawthar. Upon it is much goodness. He said, and this is a warning for the Ummah now, because inshallah ta'ala, may oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all drink from the nahar al-kawthar. Then the Prophet sallallahu said, that my ummah will converge or gather there يوم القيامة آنيته عدد الكواكب The drinking vessels around الكوكب كعدد الكواكب Like the numbers of what? The stars in the heavens. Imagine. So you can imagine the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why I said تزوجوا الودود الولود Marry women which are loving and they give much children. Because Yawm Al-Qiyamah Mukathiru Bikum Yawm Al-Qiyamah Awma Ummah to be the most Yawm Al-Qiyamah So there will be vessels, drinking vessels as much as the stars in the skies The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said That Yukhtalaju Al-Abdu Minhum That there will be a servant from amongst them that will be pushed back And prohibited from drinking for the Kawthar Fa'aqulu The Prophet said, I will say Yawm Al-Qiyamah Ya Rabbi, innahu min ummati My Lord, it's for my Ummah then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to him, or will be said to the Prophet sallam, rather, فَيُقَالْ إِنَّكَ لَا تَدْرِي مَا أَحْدَثُ بَعْدَكَ You have no idea the innovations they did after you. To show the evil of bid'ah and innovating the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why we spoke about the khutbah to Jumu'ah, that when somebody did drinks alcohol, does zin, and these are all evil acts, people automatically, they will do inkar munka, they'll reject it and rebuke it. But when it comes to bid'ah, innovation, people have a what? A much softer stance, as though it's not an evil. And bid'ah could be worse. Because the one that drinks alcohol, Ibn Qayyim, said, Maybe he may repent, because he knows he's wrong. But bid'ah, sahibul bid'ah la yatub. The one that does bid'ah in the deen doesn't repent. Why doesn't he repent? Because he actually thinks he's doing something good. So the Prophet said, they will be pushed away from the al-kawthar. Ibn Kathir also mentioned hadith That is the nahar in Jannah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving this Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam In another hadith it is mentioned that Al-Kawthar yashkhabu fihi that Kawthar will have two pipes or channels min as-sama that comes from where? the heavens and the amount of cups are like the, are the stars in the heavens another hadith the Prophet said this 
حفاته His banks are from gold يجري على ذر and the kawthar you know you have rivers and they flow and in the rivers the way that mineral water becomes purified is what is Sheikh Suleiman the stones right that it passes through do you know what al-kawthar flows over al-dur what is al-dur huh al-dur is that pearls so no stones it flows over what pearls then the Prophet sallallahu went on to say وَالْيَاقُوتِ And what is Yaqut? So in the way you have a river here, you pick up these precious stones in الْكَوْثَرْ are rubies Subhanallah, you cannot even imagine it Rivers of rubies وَتُرْبَتُهُ And the soil of الْكَوْثَرْ The Prophet sallallahu said the soil أَطْيَبُ مِنَ الْمِسْكِ is even more better than musk The soil of الْكَوْثَرْ وَمَاؤُهُ And the water of Kawthar أَشَدُّ بَيَاضًا مِنَ الْلَبَنِ is whiter than milk وَأَحْلَى مِنَ الْعَسَلِ And the water of Kawthar is sweeter than honey Al-Kawthar So this is Al-Kawthar Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّ عَطَيْنَاكَ الْكَالْكَوْثَار فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَارْ إِنَّ شَانِئَكَ هُوَ أَبْتَرْ As for the one who is your enemy فَهُوَ أَبْتَرْ why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveal this ayah? It's reported in a hadith that Ka'ab ibn al-Ashraf, he came to Mecca. And Ka'ab ibn Ashraf was from in al Yahud, from the greatest of the Jews in Medina. So he came to Mecca. So the Quraysh said to him, He said, Anta khayru ahlil Medina wa sayyidihim. You're the best people from Medina. And the leaders of the people of Medina, they said, "Ala tara, ila hada as as is one sabi'i accepted Islam, derogatory term. Yes, that has come to you. This one who has no one to take over for him, no heir, no offspring, meaning no male child. They say, al muntabar, al muntabar abtar." The one that is devoid or cut off from barakah. What are they speaking about? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he believes he's better than him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the eye. Inna shani'aka huwa al-abtar. As for the one who is your enemy, he's the one that's what? Abtar. Devoid of barakah. The has shortcomings. And likewise, anybody upon the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, anyone that becomes an enemy, lisahibu sunnah, abtar, is abtar. And that's why Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, said, ahlu bid'a, the people of bid'a, they share in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inna shani'aka huwa al-abtar. Whereas the people of sunnah, they take from the portion of the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa rafa'ana laka dhikra. We always raise your mention. The people of Bid'ah and the enemies of the Sunnah, they always be what? Always be debased. And the people of Sunnah, they always be raised. So the Quraysh, they used to come to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and say these things to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So it was said, لَمَّا مَاتَ Ibrahim, When the son of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed away, مَشَى الْمُشْرِكُونَ بَعْدُهُمْ إِلَى بَعْدٍ The Mushrikeen went to one another. Instead of giving him to console him or give a message of support, they went to one another. They say, Inna, this one that has accepted Islam, what did they say? They said, the one that has accepted Islam, Tonight is Abtar, devoid of blessing, when his son died. 
Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna atainaka al-kawthar, fasalli li rabbika wanha, inna shani'aka, as for your enemy, who will abtar, is the one that's abtar. Also, Sa'ad ibn Asakir, also noted hadith, that kana akbar, the oldest son of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was who? Ya Abdullah, Qasim. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Abul Qasim. So they said it's not permissible for a person to have the kunya Abu Qasim during the lifetime of the Prophet But after the death of the Prophet you could be called Abu Qasim. And as a revision, you could be called Abu Qasim, Ya Abu Amitillah, with the condition of what? After the death of the Prophet you could be Abu Qasim. But there's a condition to it, which is what? We mentioned in the three previous classes, when we went to the names of the Prophet the kunya, we said you could be called Abu Qasim so long as your name is not what? Muhammad. So you cannot gather between the two. Muhammad, Abu Qasim. So you call Abu Qasim, وَلَكِنْ لَا يَجْمَعَ الْإِثْنِينَ وَلَا يَجْمَعُ الْإِثْنَانَ الْإِسْمْ وَالْكُنْيَةِ You don't gather between the name and the kunya. So when the elders of the Son of Prophet passed away, and then came Zainab, and then came Abdullah, ثُمَّ أُمُّ الْكُثُّمْ And then came Fatima, then Ruqayya, فَمَاتَ قَاسِمْ And Qasim passed away as the first of the sons of the Prophet to pass away Mecca. Qala al-Asim Nuwail, the Asim Nuwail said, at that point, Nesluhu in Qata'a. Yes, your offspring, that those who will continue is now, is caught. Because it's the son that will continue your name and they have the names. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, Inna shani'aka huwa al-abtar. So the mawdu'ah we're going to be looking at of this surah, is the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him min al-khayr al-kathir jiddan not khayr al-kathir but khayr kathir jiddan because it's kawthar abundance and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him khayr al-kathir what's the next order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the, in the surah fasalli that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أعطاك الخير كثير وإن تعد نعمة الله لا تحسوها The first thing is what? As-salah So Allah ta'ala after mentioning He gave him فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْ Pray and النحر So نحر is what? To sacrifice an animal So what people do Me and Abba Mutullah were discussing this In And this is important Zakat al-Fitr in the West, not many people in America and England, they need a zakat al-fitr. We go to the masjid, we give money, or we just give food. But nobody's in need of that food. They cook it on Yawm al-Eid. This is khilaf al-sunnah. You're supposed to give it to the people that are needy, right? Also send him money. Like, or give him money on that day before the salah. It doesn't make sense. You're supposed to give the money that the people enjoy for Eid, right? So, when it comes to an-nahar, when it comes to zakat al-fitr, the advice is send it to places that they need it. Before, well before Eid. Or if you know places there, go and deliver it yourself. Number, number one. And there's places that you could pay with credit card, they give them food. But when it comes to An-Nahar, it's different. When it comes to sacrifice, you should try your best to sacrifice yourself. Because it doesn't reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the blood or the meat. What reaches Allah is your what? Your dedication. Taqwa minku. So try yourself to sacrifice. So Allah ta'ala, فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْ and we're in a land where there's much ni'mah, we're in personal security, peace. So the shabab, be grateful when it comes to salah. This is one thing don't ever play with. The salah is a sign of your gratefulness and thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Abdun Shakur, a servant who is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the one that doesn't mess around with the salah. Allah ta'ala said, فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَارِ Jayyid. The other mawdu' of the surah is that some of the mushikeen, like Abu Jahal, Mwail, As-Suhami, they used to say to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is abtar. He is what? Abtar. So next week, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, we're going to go into the tafsir of surah Al-Kawthar. And maybe a few other surah that has sababun nuzul. We'll mention the others in, in, the, in the order, but we're not going to see them. So by bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, sometime in Ramadan, the classes will continue. We're going to speak about the hijrah next of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanakallah, alhamdulillah, shalwan la ilaha anta istaqaq.